Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jess Gandy, and you're listening to the RLT, a place where we get to hear from our recruiting leadership about their opinions, personal lives, day-to-day in recruiting, and all things ZG. If you have any ideas about things you'd like to hear on this podcast, please feel free to shoot me a Slack. And on behalf of the recruiting programs team, we hope you enjoy. Right, welcome everyone. Today I'm really excited to chat with our guest. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, Anicia Cox Camp, if you really want to get into super recruiter mode. I have been with Zillow for a little over maybe coming up on two and a half years now. I am a lead recruiter supporting Cherie Ryan. Wonderful. So before I get into the nitty gritty of what we're talking about today, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. I just want you to say whatever comes to mind as fast as you can. Okay. If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to know this could be hilarious, but let's run it. (laughs) If there was a hair in your soup at a restaurant, would you return it? Yes, but only because curb your enthusiasm. And if you saw that episode, you would understand. Okay. What's the most boring thing to you? These kinds of questions on which I know it's really horrible, but I said it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Are your or were your grandparents mildly rude? (laughs) Russia. (laughs) Yes, they were. Horribly. Almost indecently rude. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, What's your favorite ZG snack? I don't know that I've ever bought so much soy in my entire life, but also, um, you don't realize how much cheese you eat until you don't have any more mozzarella sticks. It's really disappointing. (laughs) What's something you could eat for a week straight? Fried chicken, period. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Flochka. Would you rather wake up to an air horn blowing in your ear every day or wake up to have to run a four-mile run every day? Oh, air horn for sure. (laughs) No four-mile runs for us. We don't have to talk about it. Um, Okay, for a journal, paper or computer? A journal, but only with the right type of pen. Otherwise, computer, because I can backspace. Okay, do you believe in fate? Kismet, absolutely. Are rats cute? Everybody has a really unique quality about themselves. We're getting to know you. No! Are rats? No! Of course not. Rats are not cute. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm saddened. I'm saddened by that, but that's okay. That's okay. We we found we have lots in common, but this is not one There's of them. There's about to be about Five O'Gills West, though, girl. Let me tell you about Aww. the Do your best impression of a Tickle Me Elmo. The batteries were dead. <laughs> I'll let you it's get off layer. the hook it's with that. It's a weird joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What is something that most people at work don't know about you? There's actually not a lot that people at work don't know about me. Uh, If there was anything that people at work don't know about me, it's my love of Judge Judy. Of course. (laughs) Your love of Judge Judy. Okay, all right. All right. You seem genuinely surprised by that. (laughs) We're moving on. (laughs) Serious moment. What advice would you give an earlier version of yourself? Never be afraid to ask for what you want or need. There's a lot of power in asking for the things that you need, and there's a lot of power and growth in hearing the word no. 
but the chance of hearing the word yes is actually really exhilarating. In this situation, do you think hearing the word no is where you stop? No. (laughs) No. You find a way to make it work for you and you articulate the reasons that you need it. And as long as it's justified, people will see that. What's the most important skill that a recruiter can have? Empathy. That makes a lot of sense. What do you believe is the most important part of the candidate experience? Oh, feeling belonging. I think people in general have a need to want to be a part of something. And I think that as people that don't judge for a living, but assess for a living, I think it's really easy for us to overlook the need to belong. What would you say that it doesn't have to be your current manager, but any manager that's managed you, what would your manager say is the hardest thing about managing you? (laughs) Does my laugh alone count? (laughs) God, the hardest thing about managing me, let me tell you the ways. I don't know. I think I'm a joy. (laughs) I think I'm a joy. Probably really wrong. Actually, I think I'm a pretty relaxed person, but when I'm really passionate about something, I, I do like to have a voice and opinion, which is really weird because uh, most often I'm an observer. And what's the hardest thing about being a manager? Not being able to tap into the emotions that a person is feeling in their work and not understanding their perspective. Can you elaborate a little bit? I think it's most important for managers oftentimes to be a soundboard more than a person that has all of the solutions. And I think the biggest detriment to a person that has to grow people is their need to always have an answer. And I think there's a lot of power in not having an answer, but giving confidence that you can help them find one. Not provide them one, but help them find one. You're saying just let them find the solution themselves. Yeah, even if it's not your solution. In that moment, empowering people. Even if it is your answer, empowering people. Okay, so you've been involved with this new project, Project Riveter. Can you tell us just a little bit about what Project Riveter is? So Project Riveter is a team of individuals who were specifically selected based off of their talents to step into a role that is completely outside of their element. And it's wonderful because they get to learn a side of the business that's completely new to them, but also one that they've supported. It's it's a group of people who are going in to help premier agents realize that they have more potential with Zillow Group or helping them understand whether or not this is an avenue of business that they want to continue with. Since you've gotten involved with Project Riveter, what are you most proud of your team for? I am so proud of a group of women who have flexed into a new area of business where they didn't really see themselves, where they had limited information, and they were still able to come in and take it and run with it. And I think that's really important for them to recognize is it's not just about doing the work to keep you sustained. It's about the work that is fulfilling to other people. And I think that's really wonderful for them to recognize. 
Is there anything more specific in this role in supporting these people who are doing a role that's very outside of their normal realm that has been extra difficult as a manager? Empathy is a really big thing that I exude not only in my professional career, but in my personal endeavors. And maybe it's been harder to find time on the calendar to make sure that everybody feels like they're important on top of the things that I already have responsibilities for. But also, that really drives me. Um, if I send Slack channel <laughs> gifts, I know that they'll see it in the morning when they wake up and they're ready to accept work. And that's really important for me. Uh, to sometimes get a laugh out of people and that's humor is a really big part of my management style and I just want people to feel lighthearted like I do that's the hardest not feeling like I can give enough of myself to everybody at the time that they need me to and how do you think that taking on this experience of Project Riveter and saying yes and volunteering for it how do you think that you've grown from this experience you know, I just learned to listen more to people and what they need, and I've learned that sometimes your opinion can take a back seat, and that's really important. Sometimes it's just a matter of hearing. You've just learned about a little bit more about listening? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've learned a number of things, like how to manage my calendar efficiently, and I've learned how to make sure uh, that I have enough hydration in the evening to get up on time in the morning, and I've learned that sometimes it's okay to take a, take a nap <laughs> in the middle of the day. I've learned to tell people that it's okay to not like what they're doing, but still want to give their best at it. Sometimes that's what you need to do. I've learned a lot of those things. Wow. Sometimes you don't like what you're doing, but you still do the best at it. I think that support from a manager is vital. I agree. I think so often we're so caught up in needing to feel like we're obligated to the work that we do, which in essence is great. We work for such a wonderful company that has made such strategic moves and keeping us employed and engaged. Uh, It's okay to feel blessed for the things that you have and to feel humbled by the work that you have. I think it's important to highlight. Wow. This went to a little bit of a different level for me that I didn't see coming. It's so wonderful to talk to our leaders and learn about the empathy and compassion for our team that people like you have. You're just such an asset. I just want to say thank you for for being here today. Do you have anything else, any advice or anything that you want to share with the team before we sign off? I don't think there's a new normal. I think that's kind of a silly thing to say. I think that there's just a way of uh, reconnecting with people in ways that are uncomfortable for us. And if it's uncomfortable, you're probably supposed to be doing it in the first place. That's great. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. (laughs) Although, you're welcome more often to people that say thank you. It's a big thing for me. As a Canadian, I think you understand. Yes, I say sorry a lot. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being here. This was fantastic. I agree. (laughs) 